from the USA Today Network. Welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. That's right. It's once again time for the Chopper Rutgers football podcast. Ryan Ross here with Chris Eisman and Steve Edelson. And it all comes down to this. Rutgers right on the doorstep of heading to a bowl game. They have to take down Maryland in order to do it this week. We, of course, will have a lot about this upcoming game as Rutgers now 5-6 and six on the season. That magic number is six wins, and they will have a chance to do it on Saturday. Chris and Steve, welcome into the show. Uh, last week, Rutgers falls to Penn State 28 to nothing. but frankly, Chris, that doesn't really matter this week at all. That game's in the past, and what Rutgers has in front of them is the chance to go to a bowl game for the first time since 2014. Yeah, listen, Ron, I mean, Rutgers had the opportunity to get that sixth win out in State College, and it would have been the first time that they had beaten Penn State since 1988, but you know, uh, the Nittany Lions defense had some other ideas in that game and Rutgers offense just couldn't find a way to get anything going. The defense played well overall. They they certainly played well enough to get the win and, and kind of, um, you know, hold Penn State down. But again, in the second half, you know, Penn State obviously pulled away. And, you know, I think a lot of people thought that maybe this was an opportunity for Rutgers to kind of, like I said, get that big win over Penn State. But they're, Penn State's still good. They still have talent. They're still big and strong. And um, athletic and at a, a lot of positions. So I think that Rutgers just, you know, it's, it was another situation where you're going up against one of the better teams in the Big Ten and Rutgers just isn't quite there yet to take those teams down. So going into what you said, you have a new opportunity here to go up against a team in Maryland that has struggled and is kind of similar to Rutgers. And we'll, we'll get into a lot more of this later too, but it's similar to Rutgers in a lot of ways in that their season has been up and down. Um, they've beaten two big 10 teams like Rutgers and those two teams were Illinois and Indiana. So there's definitely similarities there and there, this is definitely a beatable team. They have good athletes at the positions and, and, um, uh, you know, they, they definitely have potential and, and tongue of Iloa, who a lot of people just refer to as, as to his little brother at quarterback. He's very good. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the big 10. Um, so, you know, Maryland is, is definitely has some potential there. They can be formidable, but certainly a beatable team. And we should mention this off the top Rutgers. And I've written this a lot this week, so I'm sure people have seen it, but Rutgers has not won a big 10 home game in four years. It was November 4th, 2017. The last time that they won a conference home game and who they beat Maryland. So that's pretty fitting. If they can pull off this win tomorrow or uh, on Saturday, I should say, um, that would be a fitting game to get. We'll see whether they can do it. Yeah, you know, I, I have to say, the, even as disappointing as the Penn State loss was, Rutgers is still in a position where they want it to be at the beginning of the season. All they need is 60 minutes at home against a team that's struggling. You know, it's right there for the taking. And that's why it would be so bitterly disappointing if they cannot pull this off. You know, the, I mean, it just is – it's such a, it's right there for the taking year two of Greg Schiano. It's exactly where they want it to be. And, you know, now it's up to them if they can do it. Listen, I think the thing is too, like coming into the season and we, and we spoke a lot about this in the preseason and early in the season, you know, you, you want to come into the season. They want to win the three non-conference games, you know, be three and zero going into big 10 play and then try and get three big 10 victories. And if you can do that, if you can go into this game, this season finale, a regular season finale, I should say, with five wins, an opportunity to play for a bowl game, man, that would have been a good step for this program. And now they're here, you know, and and if they can get to a bowl game, obviously that's a huge step. 
if they lose and they finish five and seven, and we should say that there's a chance that you can kind of back into a bowl game at five and five and seven, a lot has to happen. Other teams that are, you know, kind of vying for a bowl spot too would have to lose. There's, you know, things with the APR and things. It's a very long list of scenarios, but it could happen. But Rutgers can obviously guarantee itself a bowl with a six win. If you lose your five and seven, you still took steps forward as a program, but getting to a bowl would be huge. And I think that that's the fact that they're in this position in year two of a massive rebuild, considering what Greg Schiano inherited, it's a big step for the program. So, you know, again, I, I think it's 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 an exciting time, I think, if you're a Rutgers fan, to think that it's – and Noah Vedro said this too. It's like high school playoff football. You know, you're going to go into it. You, you win and go – winning and the season goes on or losing, you go home. So I think that's a pretty exciting time for the Scarlet Knights. And and I think it's in terms of being an opportunity, you don't know when this is going to come around again. I mean, in theory, yes, the team takes a step forward next year and they're a little bit better, but that's not guaranteed. Now you have a chance to do it, and, and that can make you better down the road by going to a bowl game this year. So it really is important to kind of seize the moment here. And kind of the map we laid out, if you go all the way back to episode one, the, the hypothetical map for Rutgers to follow to get to a bowl game, they've more or less followed it. They've won the games that we thought they were going to win. They've lost the games we thought they were going to lose. And really, none of that matters at this point. And, and as we keep saying, it's it's down to this one game. You can put Penn State behind you. It doesn't matter now. And like Chris said, sure, five and seven in the midst of a massive rebuild. That's nothing to to, to throw away. That's an accomplishment for this team. Nobody wants to hear that right now. No Rutgers fans want to hear that. No players want to hear that. Uh, it's about getting to a bowl game. It's about finishing 500, 6-6 six and six in the regular season. And and like you said, it's a playoff game because Maryland has something to play for too. They're 5-6. and six. They want to go to a bowl game as well. So it really is kind of an unofficial playoff, more or less, to get into the postseason uh, for this Rutgers team. And it's, it's right there on their doorstep. It's right there for the taking, as Steve said. And of course... Murphy's Law has to rear its ugly head for this week because you have this opportunity right in front of you, first time to go to a bowl game since 2014, and there's a flu outbreak in the Rutgers locker room. Are you kidding me? They navigate a pandemic season without really any major disruptions, and then the flu comes along for the most important game of the season. Chris, are you kidding me? Come on. The flu? Yeah, uh, it was like... Greg Shion kind of brought that up at the start of his press conference. And we were like, what? Wait, really? So, I mean, it was apparently it was going through the locker room last week. And he said it kind of continuing this week. And, and it, we don't really know who's been affected. We didn't know who's been affected. We didn't know about it, you know, until the other day. So we don't know who was affected last week. But, um, yeah, I mean, what timing? <laughs> And Greg Schiano, we'll play a clip from him from Rutgers Athletics, and and he has to be just thinking in his head, are you kidding me? Come on, the flu. Here's what Coach Greg Schiano had to say. It's, uh, it's a big game for a lot of reasons. Um, we're up against it a little bit. We've had a, we've had a uh, flu bug going through the team all last week, and uh, it's continuing on. So it's something that we're battling right now. Um, it was pretty bad last week. There was a bunch of guys we weren't sure on how it was going to go leading up to game time. And unfortunately, I feel like we're going to be in that similar situation. So um, when it comes to injuries, we got out of the game pretty well with the exception of, you know, the continued outbreak of flu. 
So there you go. If Rutgers goes out and dominates Maryland on Saturday, it's their version of the uh, the Michael Jordan flu game. The so flu we shall game. see the flu game. The, uh, the the flu. Depending on you, ask if Michael Jordan had the flu or not. That's a whole different Good topic point. for a, a much different podcast. But uh, it, as we said, it's right there in front of them, and we have another quote here from Greg Schiano because, in a way, a game like this can be a trap game because you you do have this opportunity in front of you. You are thinking bowl game. You have to take care of business on Saturday. Here is what Greg Schiano had to say about that. Well, they know what the ramifications are on the result of this game, but if that's your focus, you're probably not going to get your desired result. I mean, the focus has to be on our preparation for Maryland, uh, as it is every week for the 11 previous games, and really lock in. And now with what we call bombs, more bombs going off on the sides, that focus is even more important. The ability to stay focused on the task at hand and not get distracted. Uh, it's a good football team. Um, they're very explosive on offense. Defensively, they're big, they're long, they can run, they play a lot of man coverage, and they're good at it. So, I mean, it's uh, it's quite a challenge. And that, to me, is a, is a quote from a coach who knows he has a younger team that has the opportunity to accomplish something maybe a year early than they, they thought they would. And uh, it seems like he's just really trying to keep them focused on Maryland and then wherever they want to go after that for a bowl game, uh, that's to be decided. Yeah, I mean, and boy, have they followed into that and, and bought into that whole philosophy this week. And, I mean, if you talk to them, you try and ask them any player about a bowl game and even going back, you know, last couple of weeks, they don't want to talk about it. They just talk about the next game, what's ahead of them. You know, they don't want to talk about Maryland this week, it's, uh, or they don't want to talk about a bowl. It's all about focusing on Maryland. So that's a uh, that's a word that they don't want to entertain at this point. They're they're following their coach's script to a T. It's almost it's pretty impressive. And let's face it, these kids are all out on social media. They read what's go uh, what's out there on all these websites, so they obviously know what's going on, and obviously it's in the back of their mind. But you know, this is a big task for the coaching staff here, you know, and, and you you heard it in Greg Schiano's words in the press conference. And obviously this is going on behind the scenes. I mean, this is this is part of the deal this week and the last few weeks is keeping these guys focused on the task at hand. And uh, you know, we'll see how they do. And the interesting thing is, too, is and we've seen this like I feel like every week we do this podcast, we're talking about a different Rutgers team. Like it's either, oh, we're talking about the team that's coming off a big win. Oh, we're talking about the one that suffered a bad loss and now has to try and pick itself back up again. So here we are talking about the team that is coming off a loss, has to pick itself back up again. It's been a pretty resilient team. You know, they came back from that loss, um, you know, obviously against uh, Wisconsin. And so, I mean, this is another bad loss that they have to try and recover from. And, you know, we'll see what they can do. But again, as Steve said, I think staying focused is the big challenge. And Greg Schiano mentioned, too, you know, it's the coach's job to keep the players focused. But it seems like that message is hitting home because Greg Schiano also mentioned how uh, he's been seeing a lot of player accountability, player to player accountability, uh, whether it be from from leaders on the team or some of the upperclassmen. Uh, he spoke about that as well in his press conference. Well, they're learning how to work. Um, and I don't just mean work hard because I thought they worked hard from the day I got here. But I think they're learning how to direct that work, all that energy, where it needs to be directed. And I think they're starting to build an accountability amongst the players. It's not just coach to player, but player to player. And that needs to continue to grow. But that's the seeds of building a program when there's player to player accountability to do the hard, tough stuff day in and day out. 
So there you go. And, and and they're ready to work and they have Maryland coming in. So let's preview uh, a little bit of what the Terrapins bring to the table. They are five and six overall. They started the season four and oh, they lost three straight, including six of the last seven. So as we said, they're an up and down team. Tulia Tungavailoa, yes, Tua's little brother of the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he's the guy that makes them go. He's a dynamic quarterback, probably one of the best quarterbacks, as we said, in the conference about just under a tick under 300 passing yards per game, uh, 21 touchdowns as well for him. And of course, he can do it with his legs. Uh, that's the guy that Rutgers really needs to focus on and focus on stopping uh, on Saturday if they want a chance to beat Maryland. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he's the guy that, you know, you have to try and, as you said, limit. I mean, he he's really played well all season and he obviously wasn't available in that game last season. Maryland, I mean, Maryland was really banged up in that game last year. Uh, when Rutgers went down there in, in College Park and beat them in overtime, um, I think Maryland that game was on their four string quarterback. I mean, it was that was a rough one for the Terrapins. But so this year, obviously, they're still not at full strength. They lost one of their best wide receivers and actually one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten earlier this year to an injury, a knee injury, uh, Dante Demas. So that was a big loss for their offense. Um, but certainly, you know, uh, to his little brother is, has really played well this year. He's averaging about 299.7 passing yards per game. That's second in the Big Ten is C.J. Stroud. Uh, so he's definitely a talented quarterback. He's got a very, very good knowledge of their offense. And, and Greg Schiano also said earlier that, you know, that he's impressed with the way he knows opposing defenses, too, and studies them. So he's a, he's a very talented quarterback. But again, I, I still think that this Maryland team is, is you know, been up and down. I, I think they're, they're coming off a really rough loss to uh, to Michigan. Um but the interesting thing is, too, Ryan, and, and you mentioned this earlier, they're also playing for the similar situation. They're, they're, they want to go to a bowl game, too. So you got two teams that are extremely motivated coming into this. And there's always that danger that, you know, is a team going to step up and really, uh, you know, play maybe at a higher level than it has all year because of what's on the line? I do think that Rutgers is going to be better coach in this game. Uh, so that, I think, should give fans some confidence that they can get this win. But, you know, certainly the key in this, they don't, Maryland doesn't do a whole lot well. You know, the, the defense is not good, which is why I think Rutgers will, you know, be able to move the ball. We'll get into this more in the predictions segment. But, um, you know, certainly Maryland's, like I said earlier, is a beatable team, but it's all going to come down to stopping Tua's little brother. And I keep saying Tua's little brother because I'm not confident in my pronunciation. of his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and I always find this to be an incredibly interesting comparison measuring stick for Rutgers because, you know, of the proximity of the two programs, you know, the the areas they're trying to recruit, they came into the big 10 the same year, you know, so, you know, if Rutgers, if Rutgers needs to stay ahead of somebody in the big 10, it's Maryland. And, you know, here's another example. It, it comes down to, you know, winning you're in, you know, for, for these two teams. So, you know, listen, Maryland has a big advantage at quarterback. We see that. And as always with Rutgers, it's going to come down to can their offense do enough? How much can they do? And, you know, we'll see uh, against this this Maryland defense. But, uh, again, a, a very interesting measuring stick for Rutgers. You know, Rutgers has been burned at times this year by giving up the big play and by explosive quarterbacks who have the potential to execute the big play. And I think this is a game that kind of scares me, you know, a little bit for Rutgers because – you don't in a game like this, it could take one big play to make the difference in the game. And they have to try and limit that from uh, Tonga Vailoa. So, you know, that's the thing that I think they really have to limit. I, I think their defense, though, has been playing well. And again, as I said that earlier, they played over, well overall against Penn State. Certainly better enough to well enough to win. But as Steve said, it's all coming come down to the offense and again, limiting a big play from Tonga Vailoa. 
And it's always a concern when the opposing team's best player is the quarterback and when there's no doubt about it that it is the quarterback, especially a guy like Tonga Vilo who can do it with his arm and legs. And in, honestly, he's probably one of the best players on the field between both teams as well. So he certainly obviously has the attention of Greg Schiano. Here's what Coach Schiano had to say about Tonga Vailoa. Well, he's very, very good, number one, at understanding what he sees. So he understands their offense, and I think he understands defenses very well. The second thing is he has the capabilities to move around. Um, so if the play isn't what he thinks it is right away, he can extend the play and hurt you with both his feet and his arm. He's very good at RPOs. They run a lot of connections, a lot of different uh, attachments to their run game. So they're blocking a run play and throwing the ball on a pass if it reads out that way, and he's very, very good at doing that. Uh, he's moving and he can accurately throw the ball. I mean, he's really a good player, uh, and it's going to be quite a challenge for our defense. So Rutgers will have their hands full Saturday as well. And Greg Schiano also mentioned last year's game because he was asked about that and, and kind of the, the differences and, and similarities between this year and last year. And really, there's there's not many. There's there's a couple coaches that he mentioned that are still there. There's a couple names he might recognize on the roster. But as you said, Chris, I mean, forget last year's game. It's it was it was an overtime game, an ugly game in a weird season with a banged up Maryland team. So if fans are kind of looking last year and saying, oh, you know what? This is a game that Rutgers can win, should win. Forget what happened last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've said this a lot this season that last, you know, the 2020 COVID pandemic weird year. I mean, it was you can throw that away. I mean, it, it, that doesn't really mean a whole lot. And, and Maryland obviously was banged up and there's no one in the stands. I mean, so you throw that away. It really has nothing to do with this year. This is a totally different season and, and a whole lot more on the line. So, yeah, I mean, throw that away. That doesn't matter. And, and I mean, as for this game, uh, Steve, uh, we've kind of touched on this, but just as we head into our prediction segment, just the, the, the history that Rutgers has the, to make here, just where this program is, where they were the last few years, just to have this in front of them. I mean, this is huge for the fans. This is huge for the recruiting elements of this team. Uh, this is really a big opportunity for for the Scarlet Knights team. Absolutely. And again, huge. No way to underestimate how big this is. And I mean, as the season has gone on, you know, we've kind of chronicled this roller coaster. But in reality, expectations have been raised this year. And when you get to this point and you have this chance, you you can't come up short in this one. This is such a big game. And, uh, you know, we'll see. But, you know, that extra month of practice, we've talked about that, how big that is. You know, being on a big stage in front of recruits over there uh, sometime in December, you know, that's important. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot at stake in this in this latest edition of this rivalry. And, and there's plenty of people out there that will criticize the, the bowl schedule and say there's too many bowl games and why are teams that are 500 or even in some cases under 500 getting rewarded with a bowl game. But in reality, it is a big deal for these teams to take that step forward. A team like Rutgers, as we said, hasn't been to a bowl since 2014. And like Steve just said, it's, it's more practice sessions. It's more visibility. It's, it's a big boost for recruiting. So it is an important thing. And one more wrinkle to throw into Saturday's game is it is senior day, of course and Greg Schiano was asked about that because, of course, with all the craziness that has happened the last two years, some of these seniors may still be back next year. I have decided to leave it up to them, and I've made it clear to them, if there's any question, go through the senior day ceremony because then if you decide that, you know, that's it for me, 
then you've gone through it because I think they deserve it, right? If they've gone through this program for four years, two of them with us, two of them with Coach Ash, they deserve to get recognized as a senior in front of our fans. Um, that doesn't preclude them from coming back. You know, it's no, there's no official mandate because you go through the ceremony. So I, I hope that some of the guys that go through the ceremony actually are back on our team in, in uh, 22. So there you go. I don't know how many college athletes out there can say they've participated in two senior day uh, ceremonies uh, in the same sport, at least. So an opportunity there for summer Rutgers seniors if they choose to come back next year with the extra year of eligibility, they choose to move on with their their careers and lives or whatever it might be. But uh, an opportunity there to, to honor some of the players that have gone through the, the ups and downs of this program. And again, another opportunity to send out these seniors with a bowl game. And so let's get into our predictions Rutgers right now from our friends at Tipico Sportsbook, they are one and a half point underdogs. They are getting one and a half points. The over under in that game is 52 and a half, which seems a little high to me. I don't know. But uh, just uh, curious to get your guys' thoughts, opinions, predictions for Saturday. Chris, we'll start with you. So I've gone back and forth on this game all week because I do think that it's kind of a toss up. I'm not exactly... Um, confident in one way or another and thinking that Rutgers can win or the Maryland can win. I, I do think that it's going to come back down to kind of one play, one big play that one team can make um, to try and, you know, kind of pull out a close win. Um, I will say that, you know, the keys for Rutgers, I think, you know, haven't changed. I mean, try and get takeaways and don't turn the ball over. You know, we, we've said it all year and, or, you know, the last few weeks, especially that they're, they're undefeated when they don't commit a turnover and they're defeated when they do. I mean, so don't take care of the football, don't turn it over and then try and get takeaways, get the offense short fields to work with, get it more opportunities. I think that's going to be huge in this game too. Um, and then obviously, as we said, limit tongue of Iloa, try and, you know, keep him from, um, you know, getting too comfortable up back there, generate a pass rush, uh, make things difficult on him. If you can take him out of the offense, you know, they don't really do a whole lot of, whole lot of other things. Well, that's going to go a long way. And then I think Rutgers will be able to move the ball with some degree of success. I, I you know, I, I think that um, it, it they, Maryland has the worst scoring defense in the big 10. It's giving up 33 points a game. This is definitely a, a defense that Rutgers should be able to do some work against even with an offensive line that's been up and down, although it has been a little bit better these last couple of games, um, you know, with Gus Zelinskis at center and, and Nick Grimmin at right guard, um, it's played pretty well overall. I think that this is a game where it should be able to, you know, do some work against that Maryland defensive front. So we'll say, I think it's going to be a close. I think it's going to be, I also said that against Penn State, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I think it'll be like Maryland or uh, Rutgers wins um, 21-17, I'm going to go in that direction. I'm going to say Rutgers gets its first Big Ten win at home in four years, beats Maryland, goes on to a bowl game, and uh, you know we'll all be spending Christmas in Detroit. It's quick lane bowl. <laughs> Steve, how about you? <laughs> well, you know, I think it's going to be kind of an interesting, kind of a weird day at SHI Stadium. I, I mean, it's it's Thanksgiving weekend. There's no the students are are in basically not on campus. Uh, Rutgers has not played well at home. We've chronicled that. Yeah. I'm not sure how much atmosphere there's going to be there for a really big game. So, you know, it's going to be up to the players really to probably uh, push themselves and, and provide that enthusiasm on the bench. Uh, we'll see, but, but I think there's that potential there. Um, again, I, Rutgers has struggled, you know, 14 or less points in six of the last eight games. As Chris said, I think they can score just about enough to get by in this game. And their defense, you know, if they can make some plays, 
in the fourth quarter. I think they hold on 24-21. There you go, Steve. I'm glad you mentioned that about the home field because you would like to see the stadium relatively full for what is one of the biggest games this program's had in, in, in quite some time, the opportunity to go to a bowl game. And again, some bad luck, obviously, Thanksgiving weekend. As you said, the students for the most part, are home, but you hope maybe some of them come back to to witness this game because it should be a fun one. Uh, I do think Rutgers has enough to win, and, and Maryland they've just been they've been down bad lately. I mean, as we said, lost three straight, six out of seven after starting the season four and zero. Oh. And, uh, you know, don't give them life. Don't give them that opportunity. Don't let Tunga Vailoa make one of his signature plays. Try to keep him in check. And as Chris said, just the fundamentals. Don't commit penalties. Don't commit turnovers. Take care of business at home. Punch your ticket to a bowl game. Rutgers wins 27-21. And they're off to, I guess, Detroit, right, Chris? Is that the uh, – we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I guess that's the uh, the bowl game we're looking at if Rutgers is to win Saturday. So it likely would be the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit or the Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. Um, so it probably one of those two. Again, both very cold places, though. So <laughs> warm weather cities seem to be out for this one. There will be no trip to Phoenix or Vegas or anywhere else. So we'll be cold either way. All right. Well, a bowl game nonetheless. And I'm sure if you're a Rutgers fan, you wouldn't mind seeing them go play in the Bronx and Yankee Stadium. But have to take care of business first on Saturday. So all three of us picking the Scarlet Knights to win over Maryland. We shall see on Saturday. Of course, be sure to read Chris and Steve's reporting in the lead up and after the game on app.com and on northjersey.com. Keep hitting that subscribe button if you like what you hear. Tell your friends about it. Be sure to listen to us next week as well as we break down whatever happens on Saturday. We have more chop planned for you. Thank you so much for listening. For Steve, for Chris, I'm Ryan. This has been The Chop.